0: Informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome aboard, boys and girls. Uh, glad you could join us on this lovely Monday afternoon, October 9th, 5.09 uh, uh, p.m um yeah build up instead of tearing down truth over tribalism principles over partisanship every stinking day we're here monday through friday uh yeah although we weren't here thursday and friday of last week so thursday i had another gig and so thanks to doug fitzgerald for subbing in for me always appreciated the the golden tones of mr doug fitzgerald always appreciate that uh and then friday we had off uh because of the huskers uh uh, well, it's nice to get a W on the road in the Big Ten, so that's uh, that's always a good day. So, uh don't remember. You can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform if you miss us live on the air here, or you can stream us live at kln dot com or find us on demand there as well and we'd love to continue the conversation when we're not here shoot we only get you for an hour a day so if you'd like to continue the conversation we'd love to do that on the uh on the x formerly known as twitter and the facebook pages uh get a little glimpse of uh what i did friday i got a little getaway at a local uh, game and parks uh, cabin uh, in the area and uh as I posted on the Twitter page, it's a wine, whiskey, and George Orwell kind of weekend. I dug out the old uh, 1984 George Orwell. Thought that was appropriate, and this mixed-up world we're living in, and uh, so rereading that, uh, uh, and 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 did that with uh, with a couple of adult b- beverages over the weekend. So anyway, check out the Twitter feed. We'd love to catch up with you there. Um, yeah, and so it is Monday, and of course. Every Monday we check in with our friends at Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very 1st nonprofit newsroom. And uh, off from uh, a couple weeks, uh, Mr. Matthew Hanson, the editor of Flatwater. Matthew, welcome back to the show. We missed you.
0: Thanks, Dan. I'm glad to be
1: back. Yeah. Well, you were out. Uh, you had some vacation time, apparently, and uh, celebrating uh, some milestones in your life. And, and the one photo that uh, caught my eye on your, uh, on your social medias uh, was you were out at the French Laundry in the Napa Valley. That had to be pretty cool.
0: That was pretty cool. It was a 10th anniversary gift to Sarah that we celebrated on our 14th anniversary. <laughs> I, I know that uh, some people have heard that a couple of things happened in, in the last couple of years as far as the global pandemic. So it was very cool to uh, to get out there. And, yeah, we saw Big Sur for the first time. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh California. Not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've actually I've been to the French Laundry but I've been, haven't been inside. I was I was there in the community they one. They didn't time. let you in. Well, they well, no, it's uh, I didn't have a reservation. Uh, you know, <laughs> if uh I'm sure you planned way ahead, and uh, so no, I didn't. Uh, I, I just took a picture on the wall uh, next to their sign, and I raided, I raided the garden next door and, and stole a pepper. So uh, hopefully my, <laughs> hopefully my photo isn't up on the wall like you know like bad checks. You know, don't let this guy in if you see him come. <laughs> so anyway,
0: yeah, the reservation at the French Laundry is pretty ridiculous. It took us, uh, I think we had about 90 seconds to book that uh, two months in advance before they were all gone.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got to be in the Absolutely. Well, uh great to have you back and uh uh you know, we're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day today and uh uh you guys had a story up, uh, several stories uh, uh that mentions uh our indigenous people of Nebraska. And so, thanks for that good work and uh, I think as a lot of our listeners know, the legislature back in uh, just in 2020 Voted to designate the second Monday of October as Indigenous People Day in Nebraska, uh, joining it with Columbus Day, the traditional holiday. And, uh, of course, it's now a, an official federal holiday honoring America's first inhabitants. So I appreciated uh, several of your stories.
0: Yeah, it, it worked out nicely that the timing of those came right right before uh, this important day. Um uh, you know, uh, we we've really made it a point to cover native stories since we started. Um just I mean, they're important stories and and it's to your point about you know, um when you tell history stories, when you tell stories that go, you know, deep into Nebraska's roots, I mean ultimately they are a native stories.
1: Absolutely so,
0: and obviously the the word flatwater <laughs> yeah. um Nebraska. Um so uh in, in the Omaha language. So uh, yeah, I mean we're 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 very much tied to to native stories and native history.
1: Very good. Well, uh, and you've got a new reporter uh, that you've brought on. It, it's the author of the story we're going to talk about here today. So if uh, you don't mind, Matthew, we'll do the honors of introducing Chris Bowling.
0: Yeah, we're actually breaking news here on your program. By the way, we're we're sending out an email, putting a story on our uh, website tomorrow. About our newest Flatwater's newest reporter, who is Chris Bowling. He was the uh, editor of the Reader um, for for many years. The Reader being the the prestigious and and now um, recently closed uh, alternative weekly in Omaha. Uh, before that, he was a really highly regarded University of Nebraska Lincoln journalism student. He does great work, and he di- he's done great work for us in the past as a freelancer, including the story you guys are going to talk about. So. We're super, super glad to have them uh, working full-time at uh, Flatwire.
1: Very cool. Uh, Chris, are you with us?
0: I am, yes.
1: Well, welcome aboard, and congrats uh, on the new gig. I think you found a really nice home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm happy to be there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matthew, uh thanks as always uh, to kick us off uh, on this great Monday with Flatwater Free Press and uh you keep doing what you're doing, my friend, and we'll check back with you next week.
0: All right, thanks Dan.
1: Okay. All right, Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom and uh, uh and welcome on to the show, Chris Bowling. Chris, uh, I appreciate it very much for you taking some time and and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Matthew and I always uh, check in with each other at the end of the week and talk about the stories that uh, that I'm interested in that you guys are working on. And, of course, I've seen your byline uh, quite a bit uh, uh, since they came on board and, and followed your uh, career at The Reader. And I'm so sorry that uh, that uh, publication is no longer. But, boy, uh, you found a great home, and uh, and I'm so thrilled again to repeat myself of how much Nebraska needs a good journalist like you. So glad to see you're Mm -hmm. on board.
0: Yeah. Thanks for saying all that. That's really nice to hear.
1: Yeah, and uh, we got a break here coming up in just a minute or so, but I want to get into the story uh, that you've written and and updated uh, on the flatwaterfreepress.org website. Uh, A rural Nebraska school district must pay more than $200,000 in damages and implement new policies after settling a lawsuit uh, last week brought by two Native American mothers who alleged a school employee cut their children's hair uh, without her permission, and uh, so, a fascinating story that uh, you got to put a a, a coda on last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it's very rare that that's happened to me so far in my career. So it was it was interesting to be there for like the beginning and the middle and the end of it. Well, so not the end, but it's it's the end of like this chapter of uh, of that story.
1: Yeah. So, give us uh, again. We got about a minute here before I have to take a quick break, uh, and we'll come sure. back and what we miss here. But uh, kind of give us the uh, how did this start, and and um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the story.
0: Yeah, I remember a, uh, a friend of mine works for the ACLU, and basically told me that uh, they were working with these two native mothers who live in a small town in North Central Nebraska, and basically gave me the whole spiel and was like, well, hey, do you want to take photos for us? Uh, Cause we're, we need photos for the press release. And I was like, that sounds kind of more like a story. <laughs> and so I uh, ended up, yeah, I pitched it to, um, Master and Matt, who, uh, had just started Flatwater at that time. And, um, yeah, I drove on up to Valentine and me, Allison, and Norma, and, uh, a cadre of kids, uh, went to the, the city park and, uh, for a few hours and, And then, yeah, sourced it with some other people as well, but obviously theirs is the most, you know, impactful story um, and the main focus of it. So, yeah, it was just it got a lot of uh, it got republished in USA Today, and it got lots of you know people seeing it. And it was it was a very Crazy
1: story. Yeah. Well, Chris, if you can hang on through this short break, let's come back and dig in a little deeper on this story here on uh, the Dan Parsons Show on Indigenous People Day. So, hang on, folks. We'll be right back after these messages on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three
0: K L I N. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three K L I N.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition. We're so glad you chose to take us along, whatever you're doing on this lovely, uh, fall afternoon. My goodness, it was, uh, it's it's so nice out. man if it was like this all the time we'd have a million people living here and we'd uh we we think uh anyway uh we're we're glad we get this uh weather uh for a few weeks anyway each year uh it is monday and it's uh we always welcome our friends at flatwater free press uh earlier we thank uh Matthew Hansen editor for introducing their very uh brand new uh reporter Chris Bowling who's done some freelance work for uh for Flatwater but now is uh, officially full time and so we appreciate uh Chris coming on today and talking about a story that he's uh, worked on a couple years ago that's now uh, uh... had a had an update uh, rural nebraska school district um, uh... the cody kilgore uh, united school district in north central nebraska uh... was ordered to pay more than two hundred thousand dollars in damages uh... and implement new policies uh... after settling a lawsuit uh... that was brought by two native american uh, mothers who alleged that the school employee cut their children's hair without permission so chris uh, so as i understand from the story uh the school was there was an infestation of um uh of um of lice right and so mm-hmm. uh they were doing head checks and lice checks and um and apparently didn't understand uh um, the importance and the significance of of natives uh, uh, of hair and so it uh, didn't ask the parents, didn't ask uh, any of the relatives, and just went ahead and and uh, cut these kids' his hair. And uh, mm-hmm. and boy, it, it it took off from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. The whole background of it is 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 weird. I mean, um, I don't know why. You know, I don't know if it's standard practice to cut people's hair for a lice check. And I think that was kind of what made people connect with it so much is because hair, no matter. You know, across so many different cultures, you don't have to be Native American, but it's a—it's uh, very important to you know, our identity, and then you know, nobody wants uh, someone else putting their hands on their uh, child. So, yeah.
1: uh, you
0: know, there's yeah. a lot of ways that people could connect with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and then one of the other outcomes from the settlement, um, it follows. Uh, Uh, The settlement follows state legislation passed uh, earlier just this year uh, that Mm -hmm. requires Nebraska schools to implement uh, consistent dress and grooming standards that protect students uh, from Mm -hmm. discrimination. So that was an added bonus in this story.
0: Yeah, that was um, was an interesting thing, too. That was back in, I want to say it was January of this year. um, They told me that they were going to be testifying in front of the legislature uh terrell mckinney had had a bill that was uh protecting against hair discrimination yeah. in the workplace and then he decided well now i should take it to the schools and then he heard the story about alice and uh, norma and their kids and you know the you got involved and uh the bill ended up being amended into another bill but yeah basically uh it passed and so now schools things to adopt standardized grooming standards and all that and um yeah, so you know a lot of uh, big wins for Alice and Norma, and um, you know trying to keep things like this from happening elsewhere.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's so important, and I think it's uh, significant uh, uh, here on in- Indigenous People Day. And uh, I had a text exchanged with uh, uh, Colonel uh, State Senator uh, Colonel Tom Brewer, a uh, mm-hmm. cor- uh, Gordon, uh, of course, a member of the Ogallala Lakota Tribe. Uh, and he's being honored tonight as a matter of fact by several mm-hmm. native american uh initiatives uh, the standing the chief standing bear project um, chose brewer for its annual uh prize and um, of course i know uh, senator brewer had uh, was supportive of that legislation as well so yeah cut across mm-hmm. party lines a bipartisan effort to uh pr- to protect uh, those members of our culture who uh who need that uh, protection
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 weird when there's something that feels like it's not like a partisan issue at all, and that like everybody can get on board with it. Um, so yeah, no, I I did not expect that uh, you know the story would explode in the way it did, and that you know many years later I'd be talking about it on the radio. But <laughs> I'm very happy that it's stuck with people. I mean, and like for a lot of people, uh, you know, if they know that I write at all, then they probably know that story and. Um, so I've gotten a lot of compliments on it, and I think that it's, I don't know, it's one of those things that it feels like a basic function of journalism to tell people about, and especially because it's in such a rural area, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't have heard about it. I mean, I have to give a little credit to the ACLU. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, I didn't just pluck this out of nowhere and, and find out about it. They really uh, by Having a lawsuit, they let people know it was happening absolutely like, that was well, a big component
1: of it yeah, and that's that's the purpose of that group to to shine those injustices on uh groups that uh, uh that need to be lifted up and and uh and celebrated instead of uh, tore hard. down so well uh It's really a pleasure to to meet you, Chris, uh, over the phone, and uh, we'll do this again. I'll I'll just brag you up a little bit more from your your Uh bio. Uh, While you were at the University of Nebraska College of Journalism, uh, you were a reporter on the Wounds of White Clay, uh, a student group project that won the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Journalism Grand Prize. How about that? The first time a student journalist had won that award.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that, that was our whole project. But uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a really weird ride. I think I was in <laughs> college at the time, and you're in Washington DC, like uh, on top of the museum, like looking at all the monuments and everything. And you're surrounded by the Wall Street Journal and National Geographic and the New Yorker, and and yeah, there's the college prize, which was a big deal to win. But then at the end of the night, it we won, and I remember my professor was like freaking out and like. We won! I was like so excited. And Matthew Hanson was right behind him, catching. It. I was like, "Joe, you need to." Well, his name was Joe, but I was like, you need to calm down." Yeah, he's like, "You can't like, go out in front of all these people," and he's like, "I don't care." And I mean, you know, obviously, like it, it feels good <laughs> to win, but it feels even better to have um, such a important issue recognized on a national level. And obviously, I mean, Cody and Kilgore. I mean, that's pretty remote, but. uh, White Clay, Nebraska is about as remote as you can get in the state, and so, uh, so yeah. No, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of uh, really good stuff, you know, happens when I think you set your intentions in the right place. Absolutely, to follow a good story. So,
1: absolutely. Well, Chris, uh, congrats on the new gig, and congrats on the story, and uh, we appreciate you coming on and chatting about it.
0: Yeah, thank you
1: for having me on. Oh, it was fun. You bet, Chris. We'll do it again. Chris Bowling, reporter for uh, your uh, first ever uh, nonprofit newsroom, flatwaterfreepress.org. Check out Chris's work uh, and all of their uh, stories. They're free. Uh, go on the website, and uh, you can get their free newsletter or read their stuff anytime you like. Well, uh, let's take this break for news. We'll be back on the other side on 1400
0: whatever your stage businesses that grow grow with shopify
1: sign up for your one dollar a month trial at shopify.com slash listen
0: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on Monday, October 9th, uh, 537 in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, we're going to continue to truth over tribalism, principle over partisanship, all of those good things, Monday through Friday. Um, Yeah, and our thanks to... Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, and Chris Bowling, uh, the just-announced full-time member of their staff, and uh, Chris's work uh, uh, about the indigenous people that uh, won a lawsuit uh, for uh, not getting permission from the parents to get their kids' hair cut, and uh, which is a big deal in a lot of cultures. Well, I think it's a big deal for any parent to, uh, to come home, and uh, your kids come home and find out that... Uh, uh, school officials cut your hair so anyway uh so anyway if you missed any of that you can always catch us uh, anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform uh and if you aren't subscribed to the flatwater free press you can do that anytime you like flatwaterfreepress.org, dot Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom um, yeah they they do really good work and we're happy to support them uh, because journalism is you know without without people letting us know what's going on in this world uh you know uh, we'd all be uh worse off because of it and unfortunately a lot of negative news uh, in the world today as uh, obviously everybody's talking about this uh, horrific uh war that's broken out in the middle east uh, ap headline fighting escalates in war's third day as israel ups attacks on gaza and Hamas vows to kill hostages. So it's just a, just a horrific uh, state of affairs over in the Middle East. And you know, I think most of us growing up <clears throat> uh, understand that that's always been for millennial uh, a place of unrest and war. And uh, boy, just uh, another chapter in that bleak, bleak um, part of the world. And so and, and Americans are involved and so anyway I thought of uh, the upside of that today because it's also John Lennon's birthday uh doesn't seem possible had he lived John Lennon would have been 83 years young today uh, of course he was uh, murdered um, back in 1980 uh, he was only 40 years old so 43 years ago, uh, that incident happened. But, you know, uh, just thinking of John Lennon and the activist for peace that he was, you know, coming out of the 60s and the 70s and uh, that culture and uh, the Vietnam War and, and other things that he wrote about and uh, became quite known for his activism. And, uh, you know, just thinking of, of him on this day when uh, coincides with yet another just horrific Uh, incident of war in in our world and you know uh, john lennon wrote that imagine all the people living life in peace Uh, you may say i'm a dreamer but i'm not the only one i hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one johnny cadillac producer extraordinaire uh, were you ever a a john lennon fan
0: so my family actually i grew up on the beatles my mom was a huge Beatle fanatic. We had a giant Beatles poster in our basement growing up. So, yeah, I I definitely recognize the words to imagine just now as you recited those, and I was like, man, I love this song. And I just wanted to say, as a fellow John, as in Johnny Cadillac... There you go. um, Number one, I hope that I can make it past the age of 40. I'm not quite there yet. Um, And number two, just wanted to... Dare I say Happy Columbus Day? At least,
1: yeah. Well, we celebrate <laughs> uh, we celebrate that. It's uh, along with Indigenous People Day, and uh, yeah, the the history of uh, Columbus has been a little uh, in question in recent years. But yeah, I, I I guess he did something. I'm not quite sure what <laughs> all he did. Accidentally found uh, America, or anyway close to it. But uh, uh, yes. So I I hope uh, as we. All care and, and, and pray and think about those people in the Middle East uh, and the tragedy that's once again foisted upon those people. I uh, hope, uh, yeah, we can think of some better thoughts that yeah. John Lennon uh, would, uh, would say had he been here. Now, were
0: you a uh, John Lennon and/or Beatles fan yourself? Dan? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know,
1: I kind of so I kind of missed them by the time I was right. of age to really uh, know what's going on musically. They were done, so. Uh, but yes, I I'm a big Beatles fan. I mean that's and, classic music for generations and generations and oh, generations it, to come. It has no it has no dates uh, that that those that music and that lyrics. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it crosses uh, all kinds of. Uh, Uh, of boundaries and uh, you know uh, yeah i think it's something that music is something that unites us there's no doubt about that uh well let me tell you what's coming up on tomorrow's show uh, an exciting announcement on the much anticipated south haymarket park Uh, We're going to be joined by members of the Lincoln Parks Foundation, Uh, Susan Larson-Rodenberg, a member of the foundation, as well as their executive director, Randy Gordon. Uh, So they'll have an update on the South Haymarket Park uh, project. And uh, I think the mayor is, uh, tomorrow the mayor gives her state of the city address. And and so I think she's going to be talking about that project, uh, I'm told, uh, in her remarks. And so we'll have... um, Uh, We'll have the uh, Parks Foundation on to talk about that um, tomorrow. Uh, And then coming up later in the week, uh, we're going to have a United States Senate candidate that announced his candidacy recently, uh, an independent candidate. Uh, And then uh, something really special for Friday, for the Friday Afternoon Club with me and Chef Kevin. Uh, Stay tuned for an announcement uh, in the next day or so, here, on what we 're going to be talking about on Friday, uh, I think it might interest a few of you, so we 'll give it a try. He and I've been talking about wading into this topic, and we've gone back and forth, so that 's a little tease we won't uh, i won 't tell you exactly what it is, but uh uh anyway. Uh, stay tuned for that. Well, it is Indigenous People Day, uh, and I had the uh, pleasure of having a text exchange with uh, State Senator uh, Tom Brewer of Gordon earlier today. I was seeing if Tom, uh, Senator Brewer, might be available to come on the show and talk about this uh, story and Indigenous People Day. Uh, as you may know, in addition to being a state senator and a former colonel in the United States Army. Uh, uh, Tom is also a member of the Oglala Lakota tribe, uh, and uh, he is being honored for his involvement in several Native American initiatives tonight. Uh, The Chief Standing Bear Project uh, has chosen Brewer uh, for its annual Prize for Courage. Uh, It'll be awarded tonight during a banquet on Indigenous People Day. Uh, And Tom, like I said, Tom wasn't... Senator Brewer was not available to come on tonight, but he wanted me to uh, pass this uh, on to our listeners he, uh, about his award that he's receiving tonight uh, as a Native American uh, serving uh, in the state legislature. Uh, he says, during my lifetime, I've tried to show courage and commitment to equality and justice for Navy, Native Americans. Uh, through my military service to the United States Army, and as the first Native American Nebraska State Senator, I have dedicated myself to protecting our nation and advancing Native American interests. He says, I'm honored beyond words to receive this award. So a little preview of uh, Colonel Brewer's, uh, Senator Brewer's uh, speech tonight uh, when he receives the uh, Chief Standing Bear Project uh, award tonight uh, here in Lincoln. So congratulations uh, to Senator Brewer, and we'll get Tom on. Uh, I've known Tom for many years, and uh, yeah, a, a great, a great conversation. I can guarantee you with uh, with Tom Brewer. So we'll we'll reach back out and get Tom on. But I thought it was appropriate to recognize uh, Colonel Brewer, excuse me, Senator Brewer, uh, whatever title you'd like. I've I knew him uh, more as Colonel before he became a state senator, but. Uh, Uh, But, yes, congratulations, uh, Senator Brewer, on that award. Uh, In addition to uh, some of the other things that are going on in the news, of course, uh, the um, uh, the United States uh, Congress is still uh, leaderless as far as the House of Representatives. Uh, They still do not have uh, a speaker after last week's uh, kicking out for the very first time ever in American politics, uh, uh, Mr. McCarthy, as Speaker of the House. And um, so they're still trying to figure out what the heck's going to happen. But I, I understand they, they've got a vote coming up uh, here in a couple of days, I believe. Uh, uh, but the big news coming out was uh, that Kevin McCarthy, the ousted uh, House uh, leader, uh, said today that he's, or maybe it was yesterday, he's willing to serve again if uh if they can't come up with uh someone else he said he would throw his hat into the ring so so i guess there's three uh options uh, for the house to consider uh, uh steve scalise jim jordan and apparently uh kevin mccarthy Is uh those are the three choices so i think they're voting uh on wednesday for that so we'll keep track of that and Uh, Keep in in contact with our congressional delegation and keep you up to speed on that. Well, let's take this break, and we'll come back and finish up here on 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Imagine all the people
1: living for today. Imagine yeah, just imagine. We didn't live in a world that uh, was upside down most of the time. Yeah, John Lennon, man. Would have been 83 today. This is such a relaxing song. Isn't it, though? It really is. Yeah. So all those headlines and all those news stories about the utter destruction and chaos going on in the Middle East. Uh, Yeah, let's take a little break and listen to a little John Lennon. So thanks, Johnny, for teeing that up. I thought it was appropriate. Um, Yeah, my goodness. And and the man who died violently uh, by this crazed uh, person that... uh, uh, pulled out a revolver and shot him uh, in New York City, a feet away from his uh, his apartment. So anyway, he he lived quite the life and leaves us with a legacy, hopefully of peace and and uh, music that uh, calms our soul instead of uh, uh, exciting us into uh, all the thinking about all the problems in the world. So anyway, thanks for indulging me a little, John Lennon, on the anniversary of his. Uh, of his birth uh, 83 years ago Um, and yes uh, just a little update on the Kevin McCarthy situation. Uh, this is a Washington Post story from this afternoon. Representative Kevin McCarthy uh, said Monday that he is willing to resume serving as House Speaker if enough of the Republicans who voted in uh, in favor of his ouster last week are changing his mind or ch- change their mind and open to his reinstatement. Uh, whatever the conference wants, I will do, McCarthy said during an interview uh, on a radio program when asked about a possible return to the job. He echoed that. That sentiment hours later at a news conference largely focused on the Israeli Hamas war. Uh, McCarthy made the comments as the House Republican conference prepared to meet for the first time uh, since Tuesday of last week when the eight Republicans joined all the Democrats uh, in voting for McCarthy's removal. Um, at that point, McCarthy said he would not run for a leadership role again, saying last week, uh, I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. Well, <laughs> I guess he changed his mind. Uh now less than a week later, uh, uh Congress faces a new challenge, how to respond to the violence uh, that has erupted between Hamas and Israel over the weekend without a speaker in place. Uh though he's no longer speaker, uh, McCarthy on Monday attempted to fill the leadership void, prescribing a way forward to support Israel. Uh, which many of his allies saw as a signal that he is open to becoming uh, renominated. So anyway, as you may recall, last week we had uh, uh, Congressman Mike Flood on, and uh, the congressman talked about, and of course he was not one of the eight who voted to oust uh, the Speaker McCarthy, uh, but he did mention that, and and it was announced uh, even back then, uh, last week, that uh, both Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise uh, are interested in the job, so... Um, I believe they start. Let me keep reading this article, if you don't mind. Uh, without a winning, uh, it remains unclear how McCarthy could get the 217 votes to successfully regain the gavel. Um, and, uh, you yeah, two other Republicans, Majority uh, Leader Steve Scalise from Louisiana and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan from Ohio, uh, have launched their bids to su- succeed McCarthy <clears throat> excuse me at a Monday news conference McCarthy pointed out that he maintained the support of quote 96% <clears throat> of the members of the House Republican conference saying that the remaining 4% is plain politics uh and now we're putting the doubt inside this body uh and that is wrong McCarthy uh projected openness uh to returning to the leadership uh come come amid genuine concern in the GOP conference that neither Scalise or Jordan can garner the necessary 217 majority votes in the full House uh, to become Speaker. Uh, Moderate Republicans, some of whom represented swing state districts uh, that President Biden won in 2020, remain skeptical that a Speaker Scalise or Jordan would represent their interests, giving them Giving that both are extremely conservative, uh, while both candidates are, are trying to assurge, <clears throat> uh their concern assuage their concerns, moderates are now openly calling for reinstating McCarthy uh, as speaker so uh, yep, the fun and games uh, continue back in washington folks, and uh, yeah we 'll continue to keep track of that, and we 'll uh, continue to. Uh, Keep in touch with uh, Congressman Mike Flood. Oh, and by the way, I I had mentioned this last week. uh, uh, One of our other Congress uh, people, uh, Congressman uh, Bacon, uh, will be on the show on Halloween Day on October 31st. So mark your calendars uh, before you go out trick-or-treating that night. uh, Dial in to to hear from uh, Congressman Bacon, uh, our 2nd District Congressman from uh, the Omaha area. And, of course, his district uh, continues to change. And, uh, you know, some of that district uh, spills over into this listening audience. So uh, we'll be welcoming Congressman Baker later in the month. And I'm sure uh, Congressman Flood will be back as well. So, yeah, we welcome all of our congressional delegation as well as uh, our local uh, elected officials on the show. And uh, as we said, it is that time of the year when more and more Uh, Political announcements are going to be made um, for the elections next year, and so we'll try to get as many of those folks on as we can. Uh, My focus is going to be uh, those uh, uh, legislative seats uh, that are open here in uh, in the Lincoln area, and as you know, we have uh, several uh, state senators uh, in and around Lincoln, so we'll do, uh, and they're not all up for next year but some are so we'll do our best to get those candidates on and uh, and their um, respective uh, challengers uh, uh, incumbents uh, as we can uh, no city races this year uh, no city council or mayor's uh, races uh, city council some of those folks will be up next year in the odd election year or excuse me in 25 excuse me and so none of those up for next year but uh, uh, all of all three of the congressional delegation and both you've heard me say this before both United States Senate seats are up uh, this uh, next year in 24 uh, because of um, uh, Senator Sass resigning to become the president of University of Florida uh, that gave uh, the uh, opportunity for uh, uh, Governor Pillen to appoint uh, former Governor uh, Pete Ricketts to that seat but he has to stand for election uh, next year to, to fill out that term. So Senator Ricketts is up for election, as well as Senator Fisher. And she got a challenger uh, last week, uh, or two weeks ago, excuse me, Dan Osborne, uh, a person from Omaha who led the uh, Kellogg strike a few years ago, uh, is running as an independent uh, against Senator Fisher, as announced a couple weeks ago. And so we'll have uh, Dan Osborne on the show uh, come Wednesday. Uh, so we get to know him a little bit and uh his uh what he stands for and as an independent candidate so that'll be interesting to an in for that um and yeah uh so whatever you're doing the rest of the week uh we'd love for you to take us along for the ride and uh we have uh, like I said next next uh, uh tomorrow we'll, uh, a big announcement about uh the south haymarket park uh that's a new You know, some people have compared the building of this new park uh, to some of our largest parks in Lincoln. Um, Think of some of the most beautiful uh, Pioneers Park. You know, some people, it's not obviously going to be that large, but some people have compared uh, this new South Haymarket Park uh, to some of the iconic parks that we enjoy here in Lincoln. So join us tomorrow, Susan Larson Rodenberg and Randy Gordon from the Lincoln Parks Foundation will join us. Well, folks, that is the show. We're so delighted that you could join us. Uh, Have a great evening. Go do good things here on 1499.3 KLIN.